0: our guest today is alex castro author of the book measure execute win avoiding strategic initiative debacles and knowing what your company can and can't do well alex has developed the rem score a data-driven measurement for determining a company's execution capability for each strategic initiative it is considering using this approach business leaders can effectively evaluate acquisitions, product concepts, market expansions, and back-office optimizations by separating things that will actually work for them from those that are great in theory alone. Good morning, Alex. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Yeah, thank you for having me. Excited to have this time with you. Uh, It's great to have you on board with us. And How are things out there in Tahoe land regarding COVID? What are you seeing?
1: You know, fortunately, Northern California hasn't really been impacted terribly by it. Definitely, there are people who are feeling, you know, the direct and indirect impacts, but not to the scale that folks in the Midwest and the Heartland are definitely feeling at this time, and what you know people on the East Coast felt earlier in 2020. So, I think we're grateful for not having to go through the depth of the pandemic that others are going through. And our business owners are
0: staying on the front line of it because they've got employees and a lot of dynamics going on there. But let's get into one of my favorite questions is, why did you drive yourself to the insanity of writing this book? (laughs)
1: Well, you know, I think it was uh, written on the faces of the people that I work with and my loved ones because they were getting tired of me, you know, talking to them about it. They were like, you know, can you just put this in a book so people can go and read it and we don't don't have to talk about it with you anymore. But it's one of those things that had been rattling around inside of me for a long time and finally kind of hunkered down and cranked it out.
0: You've really got some research that you've done to provide the foundation of this book and there's a number of pieces that as a business owner I realized that they were there but I didn't realize the extent as far as when it comes down to initiatives and really making them happen and the failure rate and what's going on there
1: well the genesis of a lot of this comes from being a consultant And having a consulting company that's done hundreds of projects globally in the last 17 years, it is really frustrating to engage with a customer that has so much promise, either an innovation or some kind of a transformation project they want to do. The ideas are great. Companies today, leaders today, entrepreneurs today are cranking out just really solid initiatives in terms of what is the potential for their business and where can they take it. And the thing that happens is then they have to go through this gauntlet of execution. It's almost like this black box, right? They enter into this sleepy, hollow forest that they've got to navigate because they know at the other end, if they can get through execution, their idea is really going to hit some traction and and get them the growth that they want and help them thrive, especially in a pandemic situation. But when you start to really take a look at the data, you start to kind of say, look, you know, what's going on? You know, we reflected and and kind of said, why are so many customers and so many companies struggling? And when you start to like just like peel away the top layer of it and start to look at the research data, it's just 20 years of data that's telling you that you've got between a 20 to 30 percent chance that what you want to do, the idea that you have, the good idea that you have, is actually going to get through execution and make it to the point of doing something valuable. And it doesn't matter whether you're doing a growth initiative or if you're just trying to optimize your operations, you've got about a 20 to 30 percent chance and it's documented everywhere. And you know, I just don't think that it's presented in a way, for leaders to absorb that content and really reflect, you know, are we really in the optimal position to execute this really good idea that we have? And that's where this has really come out of.
0: It's amazing with the speed of business and the competition out there. Many times we're driven to continuously push fast and try to get something out there quick the quality of it and the actual implementation may not be within our bounds. What are you finding on that side from the ability
1: to actually deliver? Well, that's that the root cause of it. And the thing that leaders overlook, regardless of scale, is that we have been taught, coached, almost irrelevant to where your background is from. Are you from a very structured background or are you a, an entrepreneur? It doesn't matter where you're from. You've been really conditioned to optimize your operations for today, right? Your people, your process, and your technology today is built around how efficient can you be in this moment? And what creeps into that is this cognitive bias process that says, I've got great people, you know, we've really invested in our tech, and we've got processes that are solid. And we're going to introduce this new idea. And depending on how aggressive that idea is, what we tend to assume is like, well, we're going to take our great people process and technology, we're going to apply to this, and we, we should be able to get through that, you know, we should be able to make that adaption. And that's the failure point. And what happens is that we don't take as leaders the time to measure the gap between what our current people process and technology is capable of and what that future state of people process and technology need that gap is where we fail that is a capability gap and when we're able to measure that and correct it before we engage the execution process the doing process Our data shows that you deliver in half the time at two-thirds the cost, and you can generate up to three times more value from that initiative by simply understanding that. But the challenge that a lot of small business owners have, as well as large entity owners, is that they don't know, A, how to necessarily measure that gap, and B, when they do, they tend to look at it from the context of, all right, I'm going to bring in some consultants to do this. And that may not necessarily be the most efficient path in the process. And so as a result, it takes too long and they get antsy and they want movement. They want action. I'm a CEO. I put tasks out to my teams and on a weekly, quarterly basis, I go out to them and I say, hey, look, you know, how is our progress? What are we doing? How are we moving? Why isn't that done yet? And that impresses on our teams to do stuff. Now, is that stuff producing forward movement? And 70% of the time, the answer is no. And that is the root cause for why our ideas can't get there efficiently.
0: The infrastructures of organizations in which you have strong leadership, no one's wanting to say, no, we can't do that. And so, where do you think the answer lies into evaluating what our real capabilities are? Is it in the front lines, the actual implementers, the designers, the actual people that roll it out, make it happen, that feedback? Or is it at the top line? What are your thoughts? How are you deriving this vulnerability and capability?
1: It's a great question. The answer is everyone. The thing that I tend to talk to leaders about the most is that everything you want to know is already inside your business. And the gap is how do you harvest that knowledge, that insight to know what we can and cannot do? I mean, I think everybody listening here has at some point in their career been in the role of somebody handing them something to do, right? We've created a strategy, an idea. I need you to go and execute it. And I think everybody listening in this context can also relate to the fact that they've been handed things to do that they know are not going to work. And that intelligence is resident in the business. The challenge is there is traditionally not been a way to either extract it or for it to be articulated in a constructive, measurable, actionable way. And that's what I developed in terms of trying to find a metric that says, look, where are we vulnerable? What is our true state of capabilities and readiness to execute this particular idea? What do I need to fix? How quickly can I fix that? And by doing that, is that a proper investment of my time and resources? Or should I just plow ahead? Again, when you take the time to make those vulnerability corrections that don't take a lot of time, you tend to see results that are much more robust than simply jumping into the deep end and plowing ahead. It's kind of like when you see someone drowning, they're flailing, right? But they're doing something. There's movement. They're not just static. Usually they're flailing away. Is that forward movement? And 99% of the time, the answer is no. And so a lot of times initiatives get kicked off and there's action, There are things people are doing stuff. They're filling out forms, making plans, creating schedules, whatever it may be. But that's not actually gaining you ground because the thing that's happening is that they're running into these hidden obstacles because their skill set, their processes, the technology, whatever it may be within the current state of the business doesn't have the capacity to do that next iteration, that next idea. And so they flail away they don't know why something's not happening. They don't understand why it's not progressing at pace. And so what happens is that leaders are not moving towards their vision at the pace they want. And the doers are just sitting there like, here we go again. We weren't ready to do this. We're not in a position to do this. Alex, let's tap into that a little bit. So what can we do then to break this cycle?
0: Where do we begin to think about What it is we need to measure when we're working on a new initiative, whether that's a new way of acquiring customers, whether that's a new
1: optimization within one of our lines of business. Where do we begin? Well, I think that it's fundamentally the first step is the hardest step, which is taking a a new lens or an updated lens on how you see an initiative. Right. So you guys are leaders. You've been in the trenches. You know what it takes to do this stuff. What I'm going to ask you to do is think of yourself not as a CEO, not as a leader, but I want you to think of yourself as your company's banker. And you set out a direction. And now your teams are coming to you and saying, OK, I need X amount of dollars and resources to deliver this initiative that's going to meet the strategy that you laid out. Give me the approval to do that. And what happens right now, and I'll tell you that, again, scale does not matter. The largest companies in the world do it this way. And one person shops do it this way, is that people look at the business case and understand, is this a good idea? They look at the financials. If I succeed, if I go through this process and I spend this money, can I really grow the business? And then they pull the trigger and then they go. But if you're your company's banker, would you loan money that way? Would you actually provide somebody a check if they came to you and said, hey, you know what, Shai? I want to buy a car. Would you loan me X amount of dollars to buy this car? At some point, you're going to say, yeah, I need to understand your ability to repay that loan. What's your history? What's your capability in returning that money to the business? And that's the thing that does not happen or factor into the decision process from the leadership side. It's so fundamental, you know, when you explain it from that lens. So what's the problem? Why do we so often miss this? Well, I think it's to your guys point is that you have this idea, the market is moving. I suffer from this, too, right? Is that You have this epiphany in the sense that you need to do something or you have this driving factor and suddenly you realize the conditions that are going on and either you have an opportunity that you've realized that others haven't or there's a movement in the market that you need to counter or keep up with in order to maintain relevancy. And so that pressure says, we got to go. We got to go now, right? That pressure to move forward and this sort of overall attitude that, you know what, we'll figure it out as we go that's where things start to derail. It's one of the things that I ask people to reflect on is please think of one situation where that happens. Every football game you watch, everything that is done has some kind of play that's associated to it. Every single personal decision goes through some capability analysis, but yet for some reason we get into business and we feel this panic, this urgency, this artificial pressure sometimes to go. And we just want to go. We just want to do things. Now, there is a balance here, right? There is the balance between just sitting around and doing analysis paralysis, right? It's just overanalyze this thing. And really what you need to do is be able to focus on, okay, what's going to prevent me from actually getting through this execution forest of complexity that I cannot see everything. And so it's sort of an unknown. It's a strategy of hope. And what you need to do is be able to shed light on that. And what that means is measuring the root cause impact areas that are going to keep you from doing that. And that's what the book talks about, is that there's 14 areas that impact the delivery of any type of strategic initiative that basically comes out of 20 years of academic and industry research. All I did was connect the dots and say, look, if you can measure all of these areas and not just like actively select which ones you think Are important, but actually take a holistic view at this. And you can do that, let's say in a week, and have that insight in front of you. Now you have the ability to adjust. We've seen customers who use this truly accelerate their delivery and not have this splintering effect that once they get into it suddenly this one initiative turns into five because while they're trying to deliver the core initiative there's four other things that they have to fix in the business at the same time as they're trying to deliver the core initiative you know i often say it's like building the plane and flying it at the same time absolutely and so can you give us an example of how
0: this works in process so what are some of the companies that you've worked with and How were they able to
1: implement this process of measuring so that they could increase their chances for success? Yeah, absolutely. We had one customer who was one of the largest financial institutions in the country, and financial institutions use actuarials to calculate risk and things like that. And they needed to replace that and transform their actuarial process. And they had just come out of doing a lot of transformation efforts, a lot of new innovation efforts that had not gone well or as well as they had wanted. They took a lot of heat for how they were being delivered. And they needed a very clean delivery on this thing because they couldn't afford any more distractions within the business. They couldn't afford any erosion of productivity. And so they ran what we've developed. is called a REM score. And what they wound up finding is that the overall attitude that the actuarial group had was so internally focused, was so laser focused on one purpose, that it didn't meet the needs of the rest of the business. You know, the investment side didn't have the data they needed from this transformation project. The chief financial officer had to do Sarbanes-Oxley reporting and wasn't going to be able to get the data out of this transformation in the way that she needed. chief operating officer had no idea that the scope of what they wanted to do was so internally focused. And the net outcome was that they ran the scoring. They then slowed themselves down and spent a few months correcting their vulnerabilities, And wound up taking a project that was going to possibly run the same course as some of their other initiatives. And they wound up delivering it in half the time, around two-thirds the cost. And they actually built more connectedness and purpose inside of the organization because they did that. And as a result, it was meeting more people's needs, but it also triggered them to look at restructuring the business a little bit, how they were approaching the overall sharing of data, sharing of functions, and their efficiencies went up as a result of it. And had they not done this, there was a deep potential that they were going to repeat some past behaviors. But with this insight, it allowed them to cut through that repetitive behavior model and say, look, we need to take a harder look at ourselves. You know, it's that type of transformation, that type of reassessment that really gives them the empowerment that when they're in the execution phase, they know there isn't going to be some weird thing pop out that they could have fixed before they started. And that's where a lot of the problems in getting an idea to market comes from, because the things that we run into could have been addressed prior to engaging the delivery process.
0: Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining us today on Business Owners Radio.
1: Thank you. You know, it's really been a pleasure to connect with you guys and share some stories with your audience.
0: Yeah, it's been really valuable to us and we appreciate it. And wondering, is there anything else you'd like to leave with our audience today?
1: Principally, I'd just like to leave you with one thought, which is really reflect on your capabilities to execute. Don't make that assumption as a leader that what you've got is actually going to fit the next iteration. And where you can really learn more about that is at my website, www.remscore.com, or you can actually find me on LinkedIn. Or if you just want to type in to your browser, execution readiness, execution capability, I'm going to come up because I'm in Forbes, I'm in Fast Company, I'm in Dice, I'm in Inc. You can get the book on Amazon, Measure, Execute, Win, or you can get it on Audible as well. So I invite people to take a peek and you have more potential in your business. If you can just find that execution alignment, you're going to realize it. So just take that moment.
0: Our guest today has been Alex Castro, author of the book, Measure, Execute, Win. You can learn more about Alex as well as find links, resources, and book content all on our website at businessownersradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback.